Let's really do the news. Yes. Now it is time to do the news. But now it's time uh, for the news. The news brought to you by Similar Power Sports. Number one in fast fun. Kyle. Well, Brian took home the checkered flag of the Daytona 500 following a bizarre ending. The driver of the number 24 car earned his first career win at Daytona Beach after the white flag came out during a late crash. NASCAR officials determined Byron was leading the pack when the caution flag waved, heading into the final lap. Alex Bowman, Christopher Bell, and Corey LeJoey and Bubba Wallace rounded out the top five finishers. Up next is the Armbender Health 400 Atlanta Motor Speedway. On Sunday, I don't want to pat myself on the back, but somebody was on uh, Spectrum 13 last team television and uh, predicted the winner of the race. So, oh, did you, guy? Yeah. And how did you come to to that conclusion? Yeah. Uh, Research, good old fashioned research. I'm not uh, a motorhead, but I did a little homework, and that's what I came up with. So I may as well do a victory lap myself on that one. Yeah, the iDriver, the video, learn how to drive playing video games. It's a great story. It's a great, and we're gonna get more of those. Wasn't there a movie recently about that with Mm -hmm. F1? Right. Yep. Uh, Yeah. Why not? Kids are. Getting motivated to play basketball and football based off video games? Why not racing, too? Why not racing, too? NFL teams have some tough decisions to make starting today. The franchise tag window opens at 4 p.m. Eastern. Teams are allowed to tag one player scheduled to become an unrestricted free agent, which would allow them to play under one-year contracts next season. The value of the deal is based on the average of the top five salaries in that player's position. Several key players are expected to be tagged, including New York Giants star running back Saquon Barkley, Cincinnati Bengals dynamic receiver T. Higgins, and Carolina Panthers explosive pass rusher Brian Burns. The franchise tag period runs through March 5th. Any early predictions for franchise tag? Uh, yeah, I'm actually going to get into it in our next segment, but I, I will tease that uh, we're going to talk about the Dolphins, the Bucks, and the Jaguars, big decisions that they have. Um I think the Bucks probably have the most interesting one of that group. Okay. Which I'll talk about coming up in about 15 minutes Who's from right involved? now. For the Bucks, mm-hmm. well, you have a free agent quarterback. That's kind of a big decision. Mm-hmm. You have an all-pro safety. Mm-hmm. And you have a future Hall of Fame wide receiver. Mm-hmm. Who are all hitting the open market, and you only have one franchise tag. What about the Dolphins? Who do you think is on the franchise tag The Dolphins tag is a pretty shortlist. easy one. Okay. Christian Wilkins. Okay. That's that's the guy. You I don't think you tag Tua. Tua's under contract. We'll get, There's we'll no get, need to tag Tua. We'll, Tua's on his fifth-year option this year. Tua's under contract. Well, yeah, they're going to want to renegotiate, though. They will look at a contract extension with Tua, but mm. we'll talk about that a little bit. That's, yes. on, that's on the platter. That's, okay. the, that's one of the things coming up, but you're coming right. Up Brian, 10 minutes. You mentioned a few of those guys. There are some interesting running backs and receivers, and you mentioned a couple of them. Um, but I will give you my thoughts on who I think will absolutely get a tag and who may not and will become very marketable over uh, a month from now when free agency starts. In fact, three weeks from now, free agency starts. All right. College basketball roundup tonight. Floor, um, UCF obviously visiting West Virginia. Florida State hosting Boston College. Tomorrow, Florida visiting 13th-ranked Alabama. And my, uh, Miami hosting 7th-ranked Duke. So interesting mm-hmm. night in college basketball on Tuesday. Uh, the Nets are promoting assistant Kevin Ollie to interim head coach. According to ESPN, Ollie will run the Nets practice on Tuesday and start his head coach duties on Thursday against the Toronto Raptors. He joined the Nets as an assistant coach this season and won a national championship at UConn's coach at 2014. Ollie replacing Jacques Vaughn. Kevin Ollie is a <laughs> it's an interesting story, man. Like mm-hmm. he was like the next 
big thing in the NBA, mm-hmm. went to, to UConn, mm-hmm. won a very unexpected, maybe the most unexpected national championship in my lifetime, which says a lot, with a, uh, a team with Shabazz Napier as its leader, not a team expected to cut down the nets, and they did as a was seven seed back then. Um, look, his name was attached to the Lakers, future coach of the Lake, and it didn't happen, and then he gets fired, and then he's off the radar. I'll be honest with you, as much as I follow, I had no idea he was on the Nets staff. I didn't know where he went. Like, he's kind of a weird, like, I don't know, Barry Switzer's a name that comes to mind. Like, someone that kind of goes to a situation and success in a situation, and looks like he's the, the flavor of the month, and then just... Whoosh, is gone. Bear Spitzer's probably a bad example. A name popped in my head. Dude did win in college and at the pros. But yeah, he's one of those guys that showed up and won and then yeah, just disappeared. Mm-hmm. And now he's resurfaced. Interestingly enough. Uh, where did I leave? Oh, <laughs> listen to this story. Paul McCartney is getting back his bass guitar. If you don't know this story, uh, it went missing more than a half century ago. McCartney said he purchased the Hofter bass guitar in 1961 and played it for a number of Beatles concerts and albums. It had been stolen in 1972, but a Valentine's Day statement on McCartney's website said it was returned and authenticated. The statement created the Lost Bass Project, was created last year for locating the famous instrument. Yes. How does that happen? Uh, Apparently, he was reunited with an instrument he lost. Back in 1972, interestingly uh, well, enough. Well, we got to know the story behind where it went. Well, the Lost Base Project uh, apparently was uh, created to find this, and uh, we'll have to get Just into the details that, a little like, bit They're later. not looking for anything else? Apparently, this was very important to him. I don't know, in a way, I think that's not a very good job if it took you 50 years to figure out. Ah, <laughs> uh, you know, things get stolen all the time, and it was probably in the attic of somebody. You think? And, you think yeah. it was an honest mistake? Uh, no. I no, don't I'm either. Not, I'm I not feel, confident it was an honest mistake. I feel like I'm sure it was somebody, somebody knew what they were. had sticky fingers, probably made a good buck off of it selling it, and then somebody who didn't need the money, you know, and had an honesty, had a filter inside of them, mm-hmm. and a conscious and a moral well, compass said, hey, you know what, this before is the world, Before the world of selfies, you wanted <laughs> memorabilia. Right. Well, and, people still do, I think. but That's true. But, um... What better memorabilia if he's like, oh, that's the guitar he played. Let me go grab it. Right. And he got probably stuck up in an attic somewhere or on a mantle, and that person is no longer with us. And they're Let's just go see if that if it was true. Calls the Beatles up. Hey, my uh, family member said that uh, he took this from Paul McCartney back in 72. Right. Um, so does that get seized, or does he have I to have pay no to way. get it back? No, I mean, like I, I got so many questions. Yeah, here. so we'll have to do some follow up. Uh, I saw this headline uh, talk. This is this was shocking to uh-huh. me. I'll read the head the beginning of the story. If you love pizza, and you live in New York City, uh-huh. you might want to ask for a raise to pay for it. The city has the most expensive pizza in the United States, according to the real estate website Clever. The average price of a pie in the city is $28.60. <laughs> Chicago came in second at $27.68, but here's We're where this takes a turn. Yeah. Orlando, number three. No way. At $25.35, Orlando is the third most expensive city to buy a pizza pie in the United States. Wow. Wow. 
Really? Orlando, I right here. It, I, I suppose believe it. it has to do with the touristy idea of New York pizza and Chicago pizza here, right? Like well, people if that's selling the case, it. why isn't Vegas? Well, is Vegas, not, how deep's that list? Seven. Oh, seven? Well, we're here in Orlando, man. What's fourth? Uh, I didn't look. Okay. I, I didn't put it in my script. Okay. But Vegas is seventh. Because I, di- I did that. I yeah, like, no, no, I get it. Because I knew that point would come up in this conversation. And we're 25? Uh, the average uh, is twenty five dollars and thirty five cents. Wow. wow, that's the average. Average, right? Oh, uh, which I believe it. I paid in the twenty yeah. to twenty five dollar from one of my favorite slices. Yeah, but that like, that, that bothers me. I have uh, some very close friends that that purchased uh, a couple of Italian pizza restaurants and really good pizza. I love it. Love mm-hmm. going there and supporting them, but. Like, you get an upper echelon pie, you're yeah. paying for it. You are yeah. paying in that neighborhood, for sure. Those fresh ingredients, man. Yeah. I'll tell you what. And uh, just in case you want to know, tonight's Mega Millions jackpot stands at $493 million. That's $231 million if you take the cash option. Tomorrow night's Powerball jackpot is at $348 million. It's eleven eleven, Mike. That is the news. They will not be getting my donation for <laughs> supporting that much.